Welcome to Retina Health for Life from the President's Corner, brought to you by the American Society of Retina Specialists. I'm your host, Dr. Tim Murray, coming to you from Miami. On each episode, we'll bring you inspiring conversations about your sight and the special role the retina plays in making healthy vision possible. We'll hear from expert retina specialists, as well as directly from patients about living life to the fullest with retinal disease. Join us and learn how to safeguard your retina health for life. On this episode, I'm happy to welcome my friend and fellow retina specialist, Dr. Judy Kim of the Medical College of Wisconsin. So we're here today to help our listeners understand the retina, how healthy retinas make healthy vision, and what we can do to maintain healthy retinas as we age. And I think, Judy, you and I deal with patients who are becoming more mature with time, and they're very focused on maintaining their vision, which I think we both appreciate. That's right. I think what we'd like to do today is to understand a little bit about how the retina works. And of course, with this being Healthy Aging Month, we're focused for the most part on age-related macular degeneration and diabetic retinopathy. And you and I both know that those are both aging-related diseases. So Judy, in your experience when you see patients, how much do they typically know about the retina? And how do you explain to your patients how the retina helps us see? So Tim, I find that my patients' knowledge regarding retina can vary widely among patients. And I often, as you do, uh, see consults and second opinion. And I find that hearing it from another physician, especially a retina specialist, can um, reinforce what they know as well as learn new things. I usually don't assume anything um, about what their knowledge is and usually explain as plainly as possible. And I often use a knowledge of retina being like a film in a camera. That's why if the retina or the film of the camera is damaged, no matter how uh, much one may change the glasses or the lens of a camera, one may not be able to see. Um, this analogy becomes a little more difficult as the film cameras become antiquated. But uh, also I use the knowledge of retina being like the inner lining of the eye wall, like the wallpaper in a room. The wallpaper can tear and start to come off, which would be like getting a retinal tear and then progress onto retinal detachment. So Judy, it's interesting because I think we've we've been very comfortable using the analogy of film in a camera, but as our younger patients come to see us, they're less and less familiar with film and a camera and it's all digital to them. So I think looking at other ways to explain that's important. But in this age group still, for the most part, I find that my patients do understand, you know, the, the analogy of film and the fact that if the film is damaged, there's no possibility to have a good picture. We, we really do see an aging population, and I think that has been concerning to us from a public health perspective. With over 40 million Americans over the age of 65 and the number expected even to double by 2050, I think that these are kind of the concerns that we have. When you see your patient that's, that's older um, and you look at them, what do you think their major concerns are from, from your aging population patient series? Well, they want to be able to continue to see so that they can continue to read. Many of them love reading. 
Uh, many of them want to drive. Um, so being able to see and drive so that they can stay independent is very important. They also want to see their loved ones, like their children and their grandchildren, and sometimes even grandkids. And many of them have hobbies. They have retired now and they want to do uh, the things that they've been wanting to do for the rest of their life. So um, I do find that being able to see is very important. Uh, they also um, have expressed during this COVID era more than ever the, the um, importance of seeing. One of my patients, I um, asked her, you know, weren't you afraid to come to a doctor's office uh, during this pandemic? Weren't you not afraid of catching COVID? And, I, uh, and she said, you know, Dr. Kim, I rather die seeing than live blind. I mean, this is how much vision is important to our patients. You know, I think that you really have highlighted something that I find fascinating, that for our patients, their, their two greatest concerns really seem to be maintaining their vision and their worry about, you know, developing a malignancy. And in the national health studies that were evaluated, those were really the two things that came out. And that really had surprised me that, Patients value their vision to the level that they do. And it's, it's, I agree with you. With the COVID, you know, we're having patients that have not left their house for months mm -hmm. come to see us so that we can assist them in maintaining their vision. And I think that's been a critical part of being a frontline um, caregiver as a retina specialist. Right, we uh, worked all throughout the pandemic. We, we never closed. And it's because retina specialists are uh, doing urgent and emergent care. That's what we do, retinal attachments, macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy, the patients who need our uh, intravitreal injection therapies. Uh, and they've been um, educated over time that these injections are necessary to maintain their vision. So um, it's been really, uh, in a way, very um, heartwarming and uh, rewarding uh, to be a retina specialist, to be able to uh, preserve vision for our patients. Yeah, I think, I think that really is one of the true rewards of, of what you and I do. And the other thing too, Judy, is I'm always amazed that, that, that some of our patients feel that it's normal to lose their vision as they age. And I think you and I would strongly disagree that with really good, good health maintenance um, and good focus and good preventive medical health care, and a good retina specialist, we can expect our patients to have excellent vision into their hundreds. Exactly. Yes. And I have many patients who are in their 80s, 90s, or even my oldest patient is 104. Um, so um, keep our living longer. And I think the quality of life can be very good, including being able to maintain the vision if they get regular eye uh, examinations, including dilated fundacid examination, because the goal is to catch any diseases early, earlier than um, uh, when the irreversible damages have occurred. Because now, as you know, Tim, we have wonderful treatments that uh, allows maintenance and even sometimes improvement of vision uh, better than any time before in the history of our career. So Judy, I think you focused on one of the things that, that the retina specialist really feels is critical to good vision maintenance, and that's the dilated exam. Can you explain to our listeners what that is and why it's so important? 
So unlike uh, uh, vision check or getting new glasses in your um, um, eye care specialist office, when you go to an, a retina specialist office, we will always dilate uh, the um, uh, pupils because that's the way we can see into the retina. Uh, we would uh, give you some uh, um, anesthetic so that you don't have any pain. And then we would give you some dilating drops and then have you wait, and then these medications will make your pupils larger so that us, when we uh, retina specialists examine you, we can see the entire retina rather than just a small portion with that dilation. I'm always surprised how many of my patients have never had a dilated fundus exam, even in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. So I think that the understanding that getting your vision checked and getting your glasses fitted um, are part of a, a good exam, but a thorough exam really requires that the pupil be dilated so that the specialist can look fully into the eye. That's right. I think it's like you know uh, trying to look into a room through a keyhole versus opening the door and looking into a room. That's the difference between undilated examination versus dilated eye examination in a retina specialist's office. I think that patients should, should really demand a dilated exam, and, and I think that really that should be part of their expectation when they are evaluated. But you know, so that's what we do for the patient. What can the patient do for themselves, Judy? What are some of the, the potential um, behaviors or, or um, activities that the patient can either perform or avoid that could help them as they age? Well, actually, there are many things. Uh, first of all, knowing some of critical symptoms of retinal conditions that require urgent care. For instance, if one were to have retinal tears or detachments, one may see floaters, sudden onset of new floaters, or flashes of light, or darkening of the peripheral vision that may progress to the center and may even loss of the entire vision. Uh, for macular degeneration, there may be waviness of, of the straight uh, objects uh, or distortion or loss of central vision. And in the more advanced cases, there may be a blind spot that gets enlarged or even sudden loss of central vision if there were to be bleeding. For diabetic retinopathy, there can be, again, loss of vision or even a sudden onset of floaters from bleeding from the abnormal blood vessels. So knowing some of these symptoms um, that require urgent care and not thinking that these are due to cataracts or other non-urgent conditions, I think that's important. Another thing mm -hmm. uh, is uh, that um, certain conditions are inherited. So knowing your family history is important, such as uh, if uh, your mother or father uh, or uncles had macular degeneration, for instance, because macular degeneration uh, can be uh, um, inherited and um, uh, sometimes even diabetes can be inherited. So knowing your family history is, is very important. I think as we get older, we tend to be sedentary as well. So being um, um, active in our uh, um, activities, daily activities, exercising, and keeping our weight um, under control is also important. And I find, uh, I also think that smoking, 
if you are smoking, please do stop because there's nothing good can come from smoking. So uh, smoking can uh, worsen macular degeneration, worsen diabetic retinopathy. And as uh, you, Tim, being oncologist, it can you know, cause uh, various types of cancers. So um, if you're smoking, please do stop. And, and Judy, one of the nice things about quitting smoking is that your body can really recover, you know, fairly quickly. So it looks like for cardiovascular risks that, you know, if you quit smoking within four years from quitting smoking, your cardiac health can return to a normal level. You and I believe that's true also for, you know, age-related macular degeneration. So I agree with you. There's really no good reason to smoke and it impacts virtually every part of your body. People know about cancer risk and they know about the risk for their lungs, but I think most of them don't understand how impactful that is on their vision. That's right. And I think also um, going with the healthy living, healthy diet is also important. Um, we Americans especially tend to eat lots of fast food or uh, a lot of red meat, but um, uh, studies after studies are showing that perhaps a diet that's rich in uh, leafy green vegetables as well as fish uh, high in omega-3 fatty acids can be helpful, especially in patients with macular degeneration risks. Uh, but in general, these healthy diets are also good for our cardiovascular system. And I think that anything that's good for the heart is also good for the eyes due to the uh, circulation uh, protection. So Judy, I think you and I would agree on, on healthy eating and, and that, but what about supplements? I find my patients are very focused on, on something beyond their diet. So do you have any um, suggestions as to supplements in their role? So there was a great study, clinical trial, with over 4,000 um, subjects uh, on these supplements. And what they found um, in the uh, first study was that uh, dietary supplements um, are helpful if one has a little more advanced uh, macular degeneration, so, uh, called intermediate macular degeneration, or advanced macular degeneration. However, uh, the patients who had very mild or early macular degeneration did not um, benefit from these uh, supplements. So for those patients, I would say healthy diet and healthy exercise and healthy uh, lifestyle is important. For those with intermediate or one eye intermediate and one eye advanced, um, dietary supplements that includes uh, vitamin C, E, lutein, and zinc, and a little bit of copper thrown in, such as those that are available over the counter, can slow down the worsening of the uh, macular degeneration to the both eyes becoming advanced stage. And studies showed the, uh, that those who are um, not eating lots of uh, green leafy vegetables or uh, omega-3 fatty acids, those were the patients who benefited the most uh, from these uh, dietary supplements. So depending on your uh, uh, dietary interests, um, you might uh, consider this as well. And these um, supplements can come um, now in gel form. You know, as we get older, it's hard to swallow uh, many of these medications, and many uh, of our patients are on multiple uh, pills, but uh, these can be uh, taken with gel form. Plus, the newer formulation um, has um, the uh, these um, um, supplements, um, as well as one a day multivitamin all incorporated into one. So now it makes it a little bit easier for the patients to take. And the best thing is that these are over the counter. You don't need uh, any uh, prescription from your retina specialist to take that. 
Yeah, I think that I, I think I like you stress healthy eating first um, and supplements second. But you know, I think that that for many of our patients, sometimes eating in that broad, healthy way that we would like is difficult. So that supplements become more of more important to them. Um, what do you recommend for for exercise for your patients as as they age? Well, there was a study that came out that for people over age of 50, do you know what the best exercise is? Walking. It's low stress and um, uh, 30 minutes or more of walking um, about three times a week is recommended. For those who like to uh, do water sports, um, uh, aqua aerobics is also very uh, beneficial as well. Anything that gets your heart running, so um, something with low impact with heart uh, uh, pumping, like elliptical, it would be good too if you want to do it more in the uh, uh, cold climate like here in Wisconsin um, uh, or walking on the treadmill. Anything that makes you uh, move would be good. That way too, Judy, really a focus on, on sort of low impact cardiovascular activities to kind of keep them, them active and healthy. And um, most of our seniors are able to walk. And I think for those that have difficulty being in the pool, as you've said, it really de-stresses a lot of the, the joints for them. Judy, we've, we've talked about risk factors from family history. We've talked about signs and symptoms of disease. We've talked about the impact of diet and exercise and the importance of a dilated fundus examination where the pupil is dilated for the exam. Do you think that patients should be seeing a retina specialist? I know you and I are retina specialists, but many of our patients don't really get to us quickly. Um, what are your thoughts about that as we age? Well, as we have different uh, doctors uh, for different conditions, um, I think it's important that you, uh, uh, the patients get an eye examination, thorough eye examination with an eye uh, a care specialist uh, who can do a thorough eye examination on a regular basis. I think that's important, whether uh, you have a retina specialist nearby or not. Uh, but... By doing that, by seeing an eye doctor, um, um, IMD, uh, they will be able to tell you whether you have a retinal condition and be able to uh, uh, expediently um, uh, get you to a specialist who can get the timely treatment. Because as you know, um, one of the reasons why the retina specialists were open throughout the COVID uh, pandemic was because they have take care of urgent and emergent uh, eye conditions where if uh, treatment is not given in a timely fashion, the vision can be permanently lost. So I think uh, getting an eye examination, whether you have a retina specialist or not, is the most important thing. But then knowing some of these symptoms that we talked about before is also important. And then finally, if uh, a referral to a retina specialist has been made, uh, then one should get to a retina specialist as soon as possible. Because once we detect and uh, diagnose these conditions, we can uh, appropriately treat and be able to save or even improve vision. So Judy, one of the things that I think is important for our patients to know is they should expect excellent vision. So I think that some people, as they have the development of a loss of vision with distortion, 
that, that they feel that that could be an aging phenomenon. I think when our patients go to their general physician and then to their eye specialist, they need to really understand that we're expecting them to have excellent vision as they age. And if they don't have a good understanding from their doctor as to why their vision isn't good, that's when I think you should consider a retina specialist. So I don't think you and I need to see everybody, but I do think that when people don't have a good explanation of why their vision is not excellent, that that may be when you really want to think about seeing your retina specialist. Um, and, and Judy, I think it's been phenomenal to have you with us. So I love I loved doing that. You're really one of the leading experts in our field. And I think you've been very active with the American Society of Retina Specialists to help us educate not only other physicians, which, which you do regularly, but also reaching out like we are today to educate our patients. Well, thank you, Tim. I, I think you also have done amazing things as the president of the ASRS. Uh, during this uh, difficult time, we need uh, uh, amazing leaders, and uh, you have led us uh, greatly, so we really appreciate it. And I, I think, you know, uh, for you and I, this is an exciting time to be a retina specialist because there are so many great treatments available for our patients. Um, I've been doing this for over 25 years now, and um, you and I have seen the, all the progressions of um, age-related macular degeneration treatments, diabetic retinopathy treatments over time. And uh, don't you agree that we now have uh, some best medications that we've had um, in the last several uh, decades? And we don't have to uh, lose vision with laser, but uh, with these uh, anti-vascular endothelial growth factor injections, um, uh, many patients can um, um, have their vision for a long period of time. I mean, I still remember the days when we had we were lasering um, the uh, the wet macular degeneration patients, then uh, experiencing sudden loss of vision after the treatment. But now our patients can enjoy good vision for many, many years now. And I, for me, uh, as a um, as a retina specialist, as an individual, it's almost like a miracle. And I think uh, you know, with the patients coming into our doctor's office as recommended, getting the treatments um, in a timely fashion and getting it done regularly um, um, as a team uh, between the patient and the doctor, we've been able to uh, uh, encourage our patients to have good vision. I think it's probably one of the most remarkable times in the history of, the, of our field of retina care. We can, we can use technology to image our patients and we have treatments that didn't exist. So patients that were blind 25 years ago as a routine are now seeing you know, driving level vision, independent, able to interact with their grandchildren and their family. I, I do think it's remarkable. And just to remind our listeners that you can go to the asrs.org website for patients that includes more information. And on our website, we have the ability for you to use that find your retina specialist. And you can put in where you live by your zip code or your name of your city, or you can actually put in the name of your doctor to see if they're available. So I think more so than ever, there are resources for our patients. And I think more so than ever, Judy, you and I would agree that our patients have to be really more involved in making sure that they stay healthy as they, as we see our patients live longer and longer and longer. Yes, I, yeah, I agree, Tim, because, you know, many of these conditions in, in the very early stages, there are no symptoms, none of the symptoms that I talked about. 
Uh, and uh, th that's why it's important to get regular uh, dilated eye examination so that we can detect these even before any symptoms become uh, aware. Well, Judy, I, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to speak with, with me today for our listeners. And I think this has been a really unique focus on healthy living for our patients and a better understanding of how they can drive good vision through their lifetime. So for the ASRS, I'd like to thank you for joining us and continue to join us for our podcast going forward. Thank you very much from the President's Corner for ASRS's Redna Health for Life.